Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Believe in the Ivy League. I am Tom Barton. Look, we're, we got a good show today. We're talking about basically one person, but that one person is going to be drafted on Thursday. It's the NFL Draft Special. We're going to get into all of that today. I am pumped up for this draft. I am a lot higher on the draft this year than I think a lot of people are. So we will get into that from an Ivy League outlook and an Ivy League perspective. Guys, if you want to check me out, it's Tom Barton at TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter. TomBartonSports at gmail.com is how you can get in touch with me as well. All right, so listen, guys, when we break all of this down, by the way, also Tom Barton Sports on, uh, over on uh, YouTube. I got a YouTube channel. When we break all this down, you know, the Ivy Leagues are always, when the draft starts to come about, the Ivy Leagues are always in that area where you're going, all right, can there be one or two guys selected? Is it going to be a situation where we can get a few guys selected later on in the draft? And uh, you don't really look at the big-name players, although they've made a pretty nice impact at the next level. Normally, we're talking about tight ends. Uh, fullbacks are always really popular. Uh, occasionally, you'll get a defensive lineman. Remember Bryant years ago. Occasionally, you'll get an offensive lineman. But generally speaking, skill position players are not coming from the Ivy Leagues. You're not normally going to get a running back from the Ivy Leagues. You're not normally going to get a wide receiver from the Ivy Leagues. And you're not normally going to get a quarterback from the Ivy Leagues. But this year is quite different. Now, I will tell you, this is a year where the Vegas over-under for running backs and tight ends selected in the first round is a half, which means they don't even think, and, and you're minus a million, minus 670 for it, and minus 275. So they don't even think that that's happening. There's not a lot of NFL-ready talent looking to be drafted in the early rounds of the NFL draft this year. There are not a lot of tight ends. They're not really among, ranked among the top tight ends. No Ivy League guys in the top 10 fullbacks. And I, I think a lot of it had to do with the pandemic, and the way that the Ivy League handled it and all of that. Look, I don't want to get into the political mess that it became, but I do think that it set a lot of these Ivy League players back. I think that it delayed them. I think that it knocked them down a little bit. And we're going to see you know, a lot less of that this year than we're used to. So normally, I would do a draft day special. I would talk about the Ivy League in the draft day, and I'd be talking about guys, hey, you know what? I think uh, a sixth, seventh round pick, they might go here, or maybe maybe this guy might fall up to a fifth, and he's a tight end out of here, or a fullback out of there. He might be the third or fourth fullback taken out of the draft. We know what it used to be. This year, though, it's very unique. There's basically one player that the consensus is is going to come from the Ivy Leagues and is going to be drafted, and that one player happens to be a quarterback. Now, for those of you that don't know, I've been doing this. I've been on the radio for more than two decades. I actually got my first start doing NFL draft stuff with Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. That was my first introduction into radio in a real capacity where they gave me my own assignment and it was doing the draft. And ever since then, I've been really, really pumped out about talking about the draft, reviewing the draft, uh, and, and scouting the draft. I'm not a scout. But what I do also is consistently during the week, I have 
other shows, nationally headlined shows, shows in Las Vegas, all over the place. And I talk to draft analysts all the time. I talk to draft analysts up and down. And I have asked them for this show specifically. I've asked them consistently for months now about EJ Perry, the quarterback out of Brown. I've asked them where they see him going. And I've gotten a good litany of lists of where he might go. What we are pretty sure of is according to most experts that I've spoken to, he's among the top 10 quarterbacks. Now you might go, wait a minute, that's not that great. Well, listen, that is. You got to figure that Vegas believes, and I'm saying Vegas, it's the lines makers around the country now. They believe that three to four quarterbacks are going to be taken in the first round. That's the betting numbers, okay? Most of the betting numbers are saying five to six in the first two rounds. And then you get into, by round three, we're talking seven or eight quarterbacks. EJ Perry is looking like a round four guy. Could he slip into five or six? Sure. Could he bolt up and maybe be a late round three guy? Yeah, absolutely. Now, depending on where you're talking about scouting numbers and who you're talking to, you do start to see a little bit of a difference. We have the top three or four guys, and then it's kind of wide open. I have called E.J. Perry my fifth best quarterback on the board. I know it's a bold statement. I know it's a big move, but that's where I have him. I have spoken to scouts that have him about five, six, seven. I've spoken to scouts that have him right outside the top 10, you know, at 11 or so. So, you know, you start to look at who he can be. Well, I think what we know about E.J. Perry we're going to talk about, and and the scouts sort of know, but he's one of those players that, with the right organization, we can see really flourish. Look, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, they're going to go one-two uh, in some order. Matt Corral, I know that there's questions this week about his ability to kind of throw it downfield, and what. Look, look, I'm not worried about that, and Sam Howell also. To me, those are the top four. Sam Howell, if he was drafted last year, is probably a first-round guy. So those are the top four. They all may go in the first round. Then you get a Desmond Ritter, who I'm not really high on, but I think everybody would say, okay, he was the he's the number five. And then you have a, a, a couple of question marks. And this is where I slide EJ Perry in, okay? Carson Strong is there. All right, Carson Strong, someone that you look at from Nevada. He's in that group. Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky. A massive numbers, 5,900 passing yards, 62 touchdown passes last year. He's among that. Jack Cohn, EJ Perry, of course, and Brock Purdy. So he's in that grouping of where do you like him between 5 and 10, 6 and 10. Oh, if you want to give Ritter the 5 mark, do you like him above these guys? And you start to think about what he can become and how the NFL is thinking of these guys in this spot. What are they believing these players are. So let's dive into who EJ Perry is. Quarterback from Brown. Okay. Uh, about about six foot, and they have him listed at six foot one and a half, six foot one, six foot two, two eleven. It he's got, you know, talking about the wingspan's fine. The 44.65 is pretty decent. So you look at what you know, this kid from Andover, Massachusetts, comes up and he is behind Pickett, behind Howell, behind Willis. Yeah, maybe even Ritter. But he's in that area of strong corral, Jack Holmbrock, Purdy. And he really elevated himself when he, you know, goes out there and performs the way that he did. We know, coming from an Ivy League school, he's going to have a good head on his shoulders, right? I mean, we already know that. So you're looking at a guy in your quarterback room. Because remember, not everybody goes into the draft going, okay, this is going to be my franchise quarterback. 
You want guys that are going to be effective quarterbacks. Guys that can go into that quarterback room, maybe compete for the job, maybe in a year or two, but he's going to be able to help out in that quarterback room, be a guy on the team that you want to be that intelligent piece on the team. That's everything that E.J. Perry is. Everything that he is, okay? You look at and you go, yeah, that's him. You also look at him and you say, well, he's a gamer. And that that's a weird thing to say, oh, well, he's a gamer. But he is a gamer. A lot of players in all sports elevate their game when the lights are the brightest. E.J. Perry had the offensive MVP at the 2022 East-West Shrine game. Okay, that was pretty big. East-West Shrine game, it's an all-star game, basically giving off the best college football seniors in the country. And he was the MVP of that. So it's not that he, you know, performed well. No, the MVP passed for 214 yards, three touchdowns, and he came back from 19-0. That is huge. That's absolutely huge. Okay, so you look at, you know, what he is. Well, he's a gamer. He's a leader. He stands out among other all-stars. Well, that's pretty big. James Perry, the Browns football coach, um, Brown football head coach, said, you know, it's a huge statement. Every kid on that field has a chance to make the NFL. And he went out there, had a kind of performance that's really remarkable. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. He didn't even start the game, by the way. He didn't even start the game. Now, among other people that you're talking about, um, you know, have they come back from that deficit? Have they played in all-star games at different levels? Yeah, maybe they they do, but this was on that big stage. This was on a stage where all the NFL scouts were there. Perry also went out there and absolutely crushed the combines. Absolutely crushed the combines. Physical skills, just overwhelming. The combine was great to him. So you have a player that... Really good, really athletic, right? He's quick. He's that guy that, yeah, look, he's not going to be Michael Vick. He's not going to be Lamar Jackson, but he's going to get outside the pocket. He's going to give you extra time to kind of make plays. He does have a good release. All I hear about is how Tom Brady built his entire career on a quick release, right? I mean, Dan Marino, quick release. This guy's got a quick release, and it's it, he's able to repeat the motion over and over, and that's something that scouts have pointed out to me, that there's not a lot of mechanical flaws with him. And they like that. He's got good accuracy. He does have good touch. Um, He is a guy that I continue to keep hearing. He's a leader. He's a guy that elevates his game. Now, there are some negatives to Perry's game. Arm strength, people are a little concerned about. They're a little concerned about not can he drive it deep downfield, but can he fit that ball through the needle? Can he thread that needle? That's something people are worried about. They're also worried about, well, you know, is he somebody that, when he's a good decision maker, is he somebody that late in the game is going to rely upon too much on his athleticism? I believe, I chalk that up to being young. I just do. I, I believe that that's more of a young thing. And, you know, he, one of the things that I, I hate this during draft time when this comes out, but we see it all the time during draft time when these things come out is that, well, he doesn't do anything just spectacular. He's not known for this or that because he does everything consistently well. He does everything above average. So no, he's not the standout gunslinger. Oh my goodness, look at that guy's great arm. And he doesn't have the ridiculous leg, but he does everything everything above average. Does everything in that vein of, yeah, he is that good. Now, people are using that as a negative, and I don't look at that as a negative. 
what we've seen from Perry is he is a very coachable player, number one. Number two, he's a very intelligent player. Number three, he, he has the motion you're not going to have to work with. Number four, you add him into your quarterback room, it's an upgrade right there. So you start to, and he's athletic, by the way. He's also not somebody that has got injured ever, right? So you don't have to worry about injuries. Can I dare say, and this is in a complimentary way that is going to probably not sound overly complimentary, he's safe. EJ Perry's safe. But here's the thing, guys. We're talking about a safe pick. When you're talking about Pickett or Willis or you know, a top five, top 10 quarterback in the draft, maybe you go, you know what? I'm going to roll a little bit. I'll gamble a little bit. I don't necessarily need safe. But when you're talking about somebody and saying, you know what? He could be a backup. Maybe we could develop him down the road. You know what you want? You want safety. You want a known commodity. And E.J. Perry is a safety known commodity in the best of ways. When I start saying things like safety, people get, uh, oh, well, you know what? Well, you know, that's a little of an insult. It's not an insult. It's just reality. And I start to think of the comparisons. People are always ask, you know, give me a comp. I, I Generally, I don't like comps because you can't find a comp for everybody. You know, and you start to think about, okay, what are the comps? The easy comp, and I, I know I spoke to my buddy Joe DeLeon, who is an NFL prospect pod. You guys can go check him out on the Believe Podcast Network. He is... Somebody that said, you know, I, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I said, I, I think so too, but it's too easy because they're both from the Ivy League schools. But look, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a gamer. He's a very intelligent guy. He's a career backup that when he's started has looked really good in the starter's role. He's always been athletic, always been to get outside the pocket. He's a guy that the team rallies around. He's a team leader. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick makes some sense. Another guy with a good comparison. How about a Colt McCoy? Colt McCoy's had a very good NFL career. Now, again, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's not even an All-Pro. But a career backup that comes in when you need him to fill in for a game, two games, three games, he's going to be perfectly okay. Athletic. The team responds to him. They up their game. They up their level. That right there is a compliment. That's E.J. Perry. I would go back and I, I would say, you know, he could even be a Phil Simms type with a little bit more athleticism. I've heard people say, well, maybe Rich Gannon or, or a Jeff Hostetler for the older folk out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to put Perry into that grouping of, well, this is who he is and that comp grouping because he is so athletic. So most of the guys that you talk about, when you ask for a comp and you go, okay, a guy that's good in the locker room, a very intelligent player, decision maker, good mechanics, they're going to be straight pocket guys. EJ Perry could get outside the pocket though. So... I think that elevates him. I think it elevates him into that next upper echelon. I think that I can squint and I can see a Joe Flacco career. I do. I think Joe Flacco was a guy that had some question marks, elevated his game. Now, Joe Flacco had a better arm, of course, but he grew into the role. And, and E.J. Perry is more athletic than Joe Flacco. So you start to break this down. What about, and, and this is one of the comparisons that I heard, um, that I went back and forth with a scout about, and we kind of came to this conclusion together. What about Jim Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh is a quarterback. I'm a Bears fan, guys, right? Jim Harbaugh is a quarterback, was athletic. He was a tough guy. He was a team leader. He knew the game. E.J. Perry's father is a coach. Jim Harbaugh's father was a coach, right? I mean, there was a lot of correlations there. So this is the type of player I think you're looking at. This is the type of guy that I think that teams are going to be honing in on. So you start to ask yourself, what type of organization is going to like that? Well, Every organization, let's just first say. But then you go, okay, let's narrow it down a little bit. 
I think he's firmly on Bill Belichick's radar. I think he's, he's firmly on Bill Belichick's radar. I mean, this is a guy that I think would thrive in a Belichick kind of run system. To me, he's a Belichick type of guy. You know, you look at an Alex Smith type, and Andy Reid loved Alex Smith. Maybe Andy Reid, because I think he could be a little Alex Smith. Maybe Andy Reid's a type of player. Uh, type of This is a type of player that Andy Reid would like. Now, that kind of makes a little bit of sense as well. You start to look at offensive mindsets that say, we want good quality players on the team. We want good backups. And you start to kind of shorten the list. I think he goes to a very good coach. I think that he's going to go to a team that knows how to effectively use him, even as a backup. I think EJ Perry, I think he goes in the fourth round. I think he should go in the third. I think he goes in the fourth, maybe the fifth. But I think we're going to be talking and hearing about EJ Perry for many years to come. I think he's going to be a quality, quality playmaker in this league. We're going to see him as a fill-in for the first couple of years, a role player for the first couple of years. It wouldn't shock me. E.J. Perry really carved out a nice NFL career for himself. And I'm excited for the kid because it was a pleasure to watch him in the Ivy League. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Enjoy the NFL draft. Next week, we'll be back with more regular programming. I wanted to highlight E.J. Perry here. I hope you guys did enjoy. Go check me out, Tom Barton Sports, over on Twitter, Tom Barton Sports, over on YouTube. Have a very good day, everybody, and enjoy the draft. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.